It is still not universally 21, the age the drinking age of Wisconsin. You can be under 21 and legally drink if you're with a family. Imagine just sitting down with your family. You know, I have three kids. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my wife, I sit down and I'll be like, uh, you know, yeah, uh, we'll have uh, some calamari as an appetizer and uh, <laughs> five Jaeger bombs. <laughs> and you can legally do it at a restaurant <laughs> and order it and order it for your family. <laughs> Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, a show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. Each week here at the Blackout Diaries, we're going to have a tale of a night that got away from us and uh, with a different theme. And this week, the theme is the entire state of Wisconsin. <laughs> the number one drinking state. They deserve a Ken Burns-like deep dive yeah. <laughs> <laughs> into everything that is going on there because Wisconsin is crazy, as you guys uh-huh. are going to find out throughout this episode. Absolutely. They have a uh, their entire uh, slogan, which I just found out at the airport, Drink Wisconsin. It's going to be the title of this show for sure. Um, so we have a uh, story by Jonah Jerkins, one of the producers of the Blackout Diary show in Chicago, the live stand-up show. He amazing a, stand-up, amazing Wisconsin night. Yeah, very proud Wisconsin night, very good, dumb, drunken Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect representation. He's got a great story. It's really hilarious. Then we'll have him in. Do, of course, our Q&A. And after that, we're going to get deeper into Wisconsin and uh, why they're so drunk, how they're so drunk, and uh, <laughs> how far back it goes so drunk. And they have and some of the rules and laws that you we're going to make up a segment called this. This can't be real. And this is the first time. <laughs> this was the whole point of the Blackout Diaries is where, where the stories you can't believe they're real. This is the first time where well, you can't believe the state. Yeah, is you can't real. believe the yeah the, the legislature of the state are, <laughs> yeah. are real. This is amazing. <laughs> so we'll have that. I might have a story, and we have, uh, of course, with me is the creator of the Blackout Diaries, Sean Flannery, who's such a big fan of Wisconsin. You always have been, and uh, especially Huge fan. yeah, especially Milwaukee, Cream City. You've mm-hmm. always called you've always called it New Orleans done right. <laughs> yeah, I, and I believe that. You know, mm-hmm. I. Anyone can party near the equator, <laughs> but when you're up near the tundra mm-hmm. of Lake Michigan, right. you, anyone can get a job down in New Orleans. You know, it's a port city. Like you know, there's bar. You got to learn a trade in Wisconsin. You, you know, you got to be up it. at seven a.m. Right. I love that city. And they, yeah, it's not just drinking up there. They, like they said, they have fun with it. They're party drinking. They so have fun like, with it. You know, they embrace it. And CJ, you, of course, are my uh, perfect co-host, besides uh, being an amazing stand-up uh, who is going to be in Wisconsin uh, mm-hmm. pretty soon. This is big for you because you recently regained the right to enter the state on train. That is correct. So that helps That helps a lot for, for crossing state borders. when I go. This is your itinerary options. You know, <laughs> you, you got a lot more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if this, if this was a year ago, I couldn't stop down to Chicago after going into Wisconsin <laughs> because I'd have to come all the way around, drive Rent cars and God knows I don't even know what state I'm allowed to drive in, but the train. <laughs> we'll get into that story a little later, but yeah, they do have easy access uh, transportations for drinking. They let they let you come oh, yeah. in hot, let you relax, come in, you know, and, and do what you want. Milwaukee, and, we're just glad to have you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't you, care how you get here. A lot they of some options. rules on how you leave, though. Right, <laughs> but they do give you a lot of options, so that'd be great. Um, without further brew. Let's open up another chapter of the Blackout Diaries and hear from the great Jonah Jerkins. Oh, my God, guys. Keep it going for Sean Flannery, everybody. One of my favorite people in the whole entire world. Uh, how are you guys doing? You guys having fun? Okay. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, before I start, I'm going to give you a little origin story about myself. Uh, Sean kind of mentioned it. I'm actually from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's where I grew up. Uh, yeah. Got some Milwaukee nights here. Very good. Uh, we pride ourselves in drinking. Milwaukee drinks a lot. And in 2016, uh, something happened. They actually released the, the 20 drunkest cities in the United States. 
in 2016. And that, and that list kind of hurt us because in 2016, we actually we were 17th uh, on the list. Uh, right, I was very sad. But then I started looking at the other cities. And 11 of the 20 <laughs> drunkest cities are from Wisconsin. I've never had a sense of pride for my state before. It, it was absolutely incredible. When this happened, I was like, okay, well, what are the factors? Like, how do they figure out the drunkest city in the United States? And I, uh, I found out one factor is this, is beer consumption. And in the, United, in the United States, everybody over 21, everybody here in this crowd, we all drink over 20 gallons of beer per year together. That's kind of what we all do. Everyone averages that, okay? Wisconsin, it's a little different. <laughs> in Wisconsin, it is uh, 40, it's 39 gallons of beer a year. We double the national average. <laughs> That's what everybody here. And the thing is, like, what does that mean? 39 gallons? That's over 400 bottles of beer a year, okay? That's everybody. That means my 90-year-old grandmother, Betty, drinks over 400 bottles of beer. <laughs> I've never been so proud. <laughs> I love her to death. She's an alcoholic. I love her. Uh, the, first, the first time I had a Manhattan, I was like, that's what my grandpa smells like. Uh, <laughs> It was crazy. And I think, I think it's one of the reasons why we drink so much is very cheap. It's very drink, cheap to drink in uh, Milwaukee and Wisconsin, even now. My favorite bar in Milwaukee is a bar called Duke's. And at Duke's, for their happy hour, yeah, it's a great bar. At their happy hour, they have dollar uh, uh, rails and dollar beers, okay? Uh, for their whole happy hour, that's all it is. And the thing is, they actually, they actually have a $10 minimum on your credit card, which everybody uses credit card now, which you think is like $10, it's no problem. But when you order like four shots, and like two beers, and they're like, yeah, that's $6. You're like, I'm gonna die today. <laughs> this is my last day. And the thing is, this what I thought was re really interesting is that most happy hours are what? Like five to seven? Seven to nine, whatever. Duke's is a little different. It's uh, 12 to 9 p.m. Uh, <laughs> that's just your hours, man. That's just your prices. That's all it is, is that. And, and so now you know that part of, of where I come from. Uh, I want to tell you about the greatest month I ever had in my hometown life. It happened uh, this February. Uh, I, I had a 28-day bender. <laughs> you can clap because I've never been so proud of something in my whole entire life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I've never accomplished a goal in my life. It's the only goal I've ever accomplished. And I was drunk every single night of February. And when I was telling people about this, they'd get very upset with me and they'd get very concerned for me like you guys were. But I will have you know that even though I was drunk for 28 days straight, I still exercised almost every day. I don't know how I did that. I ate very clean and I switched, here's a kicker, I switched from beer to vodka water. I switched from beer to vodka water. So even though I was drunk for 28 days straight, I still somehow lost between eight or $900. And <laughs> now my hands are consistently shaking. Um, something first happened to me during these 28 days, right? So I had a first, and the first is this. I got punched in the face. I've never been punched in the face before. Half of you are like, I'll fucking punch you right now, bro. And <laughs> which is true, I actually have a Yelp review from a, a stand-up set I did that said, uh, okay, I'll admit by the end of his set, I thought he was pretty funny, but b b before he spoke, when I first saw him, I just wanted to punch him in his throat. That is a real Yelp review I have. Somebody actually commented on that Yelp review and they said, oh my God, we were at the same show and we had the same thought too. And then they marked it as useful Yelp review. It's like, I don't need that shit. So here's a story about when I first got punched. So uh, I, I was drinking a lot, I blacked out. When I black out, it's not like straight blackout. It's like, uh, I call it Swiss cheese. Some people say brownout. I say Swiss cheese, because like the whole night's there, but there's like holes in it, you know what I mean? And uh, I blacked out, I came to, I was at Ties Till Four. Uh, if you're not from Chicago, Ties Till Four is the absolute worst 4 a.m. bar ever. And I know that's true, yes, you can clap. I know it's true because when you Google ties so far, that's the first picture. That's the second picture that pops up. <laughs> Absolute worst bar on earth. So when I came to, the, the bar already was closed and I was just by myself outside of the bar and I was staring at this guy and he was, he was hitting on this girl. And which I like to listen to. I think it's really funny to listen to guys hit on girls. And it's so silly. Uh, by the way, I'm still straight. Uh, <laughs> I love pussy. Uh, and <laughs> don't laugh at that. Um, and he's bragging to her about what he does for a living. 
That's what he does. He's like, yeah. And, but what he says is he's a comedian, right? He's like, I'm a fucking comedian. <laughs> I'm a giggle salesman, I guess, in some ways. <laughs> and I don't know who he is. And here's the about comedians. We all kind of know each other, right? So I was like, oh, I don't know who this guy is. I'll find out if he's actually a comedian. And this is how I did it in my drunk brain. And this is how it came out in real life. Is, uh, hey, dude. Hey, man. You're not a fucking comedian. <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> Meanwhile, not one of you know who I am. So I had like no, I had no argument in it whatsoever. And he was like, what? He's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm a comedian. Right? He's like, you sure about that? I'm like, am I sure about that? Uh, I work at the Laugh Factory, the world famous Laugh Factory, once every other month. That's $50 six times a year, man. It's pretty good. So his response is he just punches me in the face. <laughs> like, he was like 10 feet away. Like, I watched him come at me, and I was like, huh? And he just fucking hit me. Like, <laughs> and I've never been punched before, and I didn't know if I was like a fight or flight kind of guy. And I realized I'm a stop and ask a lot of questions. <laughs> Like he hits me in the face. I'm like, uh, did you just punch me in the face? And he's like, yeah. And I go, why would you punch somebody in the face? And it hit him kind of weird. He got really honest. He was like, I don't know. I just moved here and I'm trying to make a name for myself. And that you didn't know who I was, it really hurt my feelings. I'm just trying to work here. I was like, oh, you think you're gonna work in Chicago? You think that? Guess what? You'll never work in this town again. And then I walked into Ashland Avenue very slowly, which if you don't know, Ashland Avenue is a very busy street in Chicago. It was so busy, I almost got hit by a car. It was a cab, actually. And I was like, Arr! and I'm like, my Uber's here. And then I, I thought it was an Uber. I went into a cab thinking it was an Uber. So I was like, hey, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. The Uber's like, what the, the, the cab's like, what the fuck? I'm like, Jonah? 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 He's like, get in. I'm like, cool, Jonah. <laughs> and then I get in, and he's like, where to? I'm like, look at your phone. He's like, this is not an Uber, this is a cab. And I was like, you keep talking to me like that, you're gonna get a bad Uber rating. And he's like, well, where to? And I'm like, home. And he's like, well, where's your home? And I was so drunk, I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> he's like, you don't know where you live? I was like, no idea whatsoever. But I remembered that I lived next to this place called Late Night Thai. Late Night Thai is my favorite place to drunk eat in the whole entire world, right? I love it so much. So he drops me off there. And here's the thing about Late Night Thai. They're open from 10 p.m. until 10 a.m. and they do not like it if you show up drunk. It's like, it will change your fucking hours. This is a drunk person's Mecca. So I go in and I order $60 worth of Thai food. I was by myself. I ordered so much food, the guy behind the counter was like, are you okay? We're all concerned for you. I was like, I was struck in the face and I just want my goddamn food. And he's like, okay. And I ordered to go, the guy comes out, food comes out and he's like, all right, dude, here's your food. Jesus Christ, it's a lot of food. $60, it's cash only. I was like, ah, shit. This place is cash only? What? I said that loud because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Luckily, there is an ATM. There's an ATM next to the counter. I go to the counter, to the ATM. I cannot get this thing to work for me. I'm so drunk, I don't know what buttons are. I don't know what numbers are. It's probably a urinal I'm putting my finger into, right? I just, like, these buttons are wet. Like, I'm sorry I did it to a lot of girls. These buttons are wet. I don't like that laugh. So I'm like, okay, I'll tell the guy that I'll, I'll come. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I'm like, I'll go to the guy behind the counter. I'll tell him I'll come tomorrow. I'll pay. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a big tip. Everything should be fine. Uh, by the way, you're, you should have my picture in your wall. <laughs> I work at Laugh Factory. <laughs> so I go up to tell him this, and I'm already concerned about the confrontation that I had, and also I just was struck. So I was so nervous about this, I started to cry. <laughs> Like, a lot. It wasn't like, uh, it was like, uh, <laughs> like, it was coming. Like, there was things underneath that were coming out. Like, that's how bad it was. 
Amazed I'm in my 30s, the guy behind the counter was like 19 years old, and he used to calm me down, okay? So I go up, and I'm like, <laughs> excuse me, sir, I can't get cash out, and I don't know what to do, and I just want my food. Like, that bad. So he shushes me, and it works. So he's like, hey, shh. I'm like, yeah. He's like, everything's gonna be fine, buddy. Don't worry about it. You're fine. I'm like, you promise? He's like, yeah, bud, I promise. He's like, but before you order, before anything happens after this, just realize something, okay? And listen to me when I tell you this. Do not order this amount of food if you don't have the kind of money in your bank account to cover it. He challenges my fucking bank account. <laughs> I don't know if you're, that's this ever happened to you. We you got your credit card declined. So your only defense is to just tell them exactly how much money is in your bank account. It's like the only time you were honest with that. So I was like, no, 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 no. I have more than enough money. Uh, I have $1,200. I'm a fucking thousandaire. Uh, I don't know. If you, uh, so I'm trying to explain to him I have enough money. And I just, I'm so emotional. I'm done. And I flip out and I start screaming at this guy, right? And out of the blue, I just go, hey, dude, hey, man. Hey, dude. It's not my fault your ATM doesn't work. Maybe you an ATM that works. I can get you the cash out. Did you ever think about that? Then I started screaming at everybody in this restaurant. And there's like 80 people here. And I go, hey, listen up, everybody. Listen up. Don't bother eating here. They don't have an ATM that works. So the problem with the story is not only am I screaming like a lunatic, like I said, I'm from Wisconsin. And when I grew up in Wisconsin in the 80s, we didn't have ATM machines. This is true. We had what was called T-Y-M-E machines. Let's take your money everywhere machines. We call those things time machines, okay? And the thing is, is I don't understand how that sounds like to you. To me, I'm just talking about an ATM. To you, you're like, you're a psychopath. And the thing is, is when I get drunk, that Wisconsin vernacular comes out and I don't realize it. So I wasn't screaming ATM the whole time. Hey man, hey dude, hey, hey. It's not my fault your time machine doesn't work. Maybe if you had a time machine that worked, I could go get you the cash. Did you ever think about that? Listen up, everybody. Listen up. Don't bother eating here. They don't have a time machine that works. So everybody called the police on me. <laughs> Immediately, there's like, there's a drunken time traveler you need to pick up. I came to you for my back out and I realized I was saying the wrong words. So I was like, oh, fix it. And I looked at the guy and I just go, oh, I'm sorry. To, this, to you, this probably sounds really weird. But you have to understand, to me, where I'm from, time machines exist. And then I, and then I ran out of there, never to be seen again. That's my story, you guys. Let's bring up Sean, everybody. Welcome back to the Blackout Diaries. That was Jonah Jerkins with a hilarious story involving late night bars, face punching, and time machines. <laughs> <laughs> and he is here in a special episode about uh, Wisconsin and how drunk of a state it is, and specifically Milwaukee, the cream city. Jonah, welcome. Hey, CJ. Thanks for having me. That's great. Happy to be and here. And Sean Flannery. This is a whole Blackout Diary thing. Jonah Jerkins, of course, one of the producers of the Blackout Diary. He's been on it many times. That story is uh, that story is great. Just, just because from that line alone, where I come from, there are time machines. <laughs> <laughs> just to announce that out to the public. Yeah. To, to think that that's going to like fix the issue is mm -hmm. uh, a very uh, whole <laughs> silly thing to like recreate in your brain where you're like, oh, I did say that to somebody. What was I thinking? <laughs> it definitely yeah, diverts I, the issue. I, you know, you've, uh, you have a lot of funny stories that you tell at the Blackout Diaries, Joda. But you also, uh, in one of your other ones, you talk about how blacking out or browning out. You, you, you call it Swiss cheesing is your uh -huh. your term for it. But how it is almost like time travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it, it, it's insane how you just kind of like you're just along for the ride. Like there's a part where your brain kind of like just shuts off and it's just like, this is a roller coaster. I can't stop it. I can't change the direction of it. It's just, mm -hmm. I just hope I get to the destination at the end is, is kind of like <laughs> how, how it goes. Cause that happened to me a couple of days. Well, I mean, it happens to me every week, but it's just where you're just like, 
I don't know what part of your brain where you're like, I'm just accepting what's happening. That's that's a good reference. That's a good comparison to roller coaster because like you shouldn't trust the people operating that, but you just yeah. have to. Like, well, listen, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's gotten this far. He's taken yeah. us this far. I'm sure he can get this home. I'm sure it's fine. I, I'm kind of. I feel secure a little bit. Uh, I clicked it one too many times. I feel a little tight in here, but it's like C- I, oh, or CJ. I started like I started references this on the show, and I don't know if it's on that clip or not. But I I realize it's like the beginning of Quantum Leap. Did you, did you watch that? Yeah, of 80s? course I watched yeah. Quantum Leap. So in the beginning, there's they kind of like do the exposition of the show, and they say like mm-hmm. Sam uh, Beckett finds himself uh, leaping from life to life, like writing what once was wrong, like hoping each leap is a leap home. Yeah, and that's like exactly how I black out. Like <laughs> I, I like come to, I have to fix the issue that I started, and then I kind of black out. I come to a different place, and then just mm-hmm. hopefully I just like. There's been so many times I've just woken up and like I don't know how I got home. <laughs> um, I remember most of the night, but it's, yep. there's, and, uh, there's, like, a stra- uh, there's a strange guy in there in a sport coat telling you about your next mission with his little machine <laughs> yeah, yeah, named, yeah. named Max. And he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's using, uh, he's using a calculator like an iPhone. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's using the, I was going to say like T T one eighty one or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that show had to be created by an alcoholic, right? It, it has because to be. that, yeah, it doesn't right. make any logical sense as a time travel device. No. Yeah, <laughs> you would wake up and do, first of all, I love the restriction. Well, he can only go to times in his lifetime, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's right. basically the Hangover movie as a dramedy, yeah, on NBC. Yeah, or something. I like, I like by the end, they by the end of the show, they were kind of like loose with that, where you're like, yeah. how old is. Because the guy seemingly looks like he's in his 30s, but they like go back to yeah. like the 50s. But the show takes place in the 2000s. And it's just like, how old is this man? I remember the big episode of Quantum Leap was uh, he was going to be he became Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, next thing. and that was like yeah. a big play up. Like wait on next week. Like like we're we're going to finally find out the truth, <laughs> the truth. next yeah, week right. because yeah. they can't lie. He's going to be Lee Harvey Oswald, <laughs> right? And yeah. he's going to he's going to do whatever happened that on that fateful day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1964 or whatever. Right. I mean, you like, know, like, what, what, what was Quantum Leap's going to break this? You know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 the, the truth behind the biggest conspiracy in U.S. political history is going to be broken on uh, the Wednesday night lineup on NBC, you know? Do you think there's a lot of government officials just, like, shaking in their boots, being like, oh, no, I can't wait till next week. I don't <laughs> no. know. Like, I how don't did know what's going How did Becca get a hold of this? <laughs> <laughs> of all people. Oh, man. So anyway, but it is go ahead. in... in uh, Wisconsin and especially in Milwaukee, it's almost hard not to brown out or black oh, out with yeah. like how cheap beer is. Like we, you know, that's kind of a theme throughout this podcast. It's just so cheap to drink in Wisconsin. It's it's incredible. You know, there's um there's cool beer, which is also all the different breweries that are in like mm-hmm. Wisconsin mm-hmm. is insane. Like if you go to like the bigger liquor stores and we're so like almost annoyingly proud of like you can't get this anywhere fucking else like it's just here <laughs> yeah it tastes yeah. like shit but like yeah <laughs> but there's one on every corner yeah i can only yeah. get it here but i can also go down the streets and get yeah. a completely different one it's great you know yeah this one's called rylander and they're shorts yeah. the rylander shorties um <laughs> but there's like cool beer which is kul and you can get three cases uh for like 12 bucks <laughs> In, uh, Three at, case at for twelve dollars at Woodman's, and you get a T-shirt. You used to get a T-shirt with it, and then they used yeah. to do when I was in college. <laughs> this this thing was really hard to find, but like when you found it, you're like, oh shit! Like we are gonna get drunk tonight. It was called a kegger pack, and uh, Milwaukee's classic ultimate low carb. It was, and it tasted like a white Zinfandel, but they were like, <laughs> they were like, we have less carbs than all the other beers, and um, it was forty eight beers, and it came in like a hexagon big. A cardboard box. It had a tube in the middle <laughs> that you put ice in, and then yeah. you pull the tube out, and the ice would go in between to keep everything cold. But it's cardboard, so it just would eventually just kind of fall apart. Right. And <laughs> you could get that kegger pack. I think it was like I think that was like fourteen bucks. Something. Now that's something a T-shirt like that. I would want. Milwaukee's classic kegger buck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ice in a tube, yeah. basically. <laughs> so in like look La- in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, they would do this thing called Cool Duel, and the bar up there would buy a bunch of kegs of Cool, and then it would like kind of go bad because nobody drank it. Mm-hmm. So then they they promoted to the college kids, and they were like, "All right, it's Cool Duel," and then you'd come in, you'd buy, you put, I think it was like twenty dollars is all you can eat, all you can drink. You get a T-shirt, and if I remember correctly, one T-shirt was like light, and one was like l- the lager, and then it was like, "All right, who can finish these cases? Or who can finish these kegs the fastest?" And it was just like. <laughs> 
Everyone just getting absolutely. Oh, you were divided into like teams. Yeah, almost? yeah, yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Drink, so drink like, specials, especially for college, let alone Wisconsin colleges. Oh. It was just basically Hunger Game shit. I know. But with alcohol, like yeah. okay, whoever whoever comes out of this alive. Yeah. I remember one of It was like it was like first person to break the seal. Like every, I like a- like. Pitchers were like ten, like ten cents until the first person broke the seal. I don't yeah. like the bathroom. Yeah. So, people, so people would be like, you know, like bouncers around the bathroom. They'd beat you up. Like they wouldn't let you go to the bathroom yeah. because yeah. then everyone had to drink f- f- for full price. Yeah, I mean, there's a bar in Wisconsin that's like you can only buy beer in a pitcher. Like they don't mm-hmm. serve cups. <laughs> and then they're not worth our time. Yeah, no, no, we're not doing that. We gotta get rid of the stock. Yeah. Like what is yeah. happening here? And then yeah. in Platteville, a lot of my friends went to Platteville and they had a bar. Their happy hour was two dollar twenty two ounce Long Islands. Two twenty two <laughs> Long Islands. Yeah. Okay. Two dollar two dollar twenty two ounce Long Islands. And like my friends <laughs> and so like the the because this is like a college that was like um uh, engineering school, so it's like seventy percent men compared to women, you know. Right. So, the, so it's just like the biggest alcoholics you've ever met. And my friend was like, "I'm going to get that record," and I think it was like twelve, and he drank thirteen, and then he woke up in the drunk tank. And <laughs> his parents went, which is like a just they didn't have a drunk tank, so it was just like the crazy hospital, like where all like the <laughs> mentally deranged would go. And then uh, it was on a Friday, so his parents went to pick him up, but they had to keep him overnight. That was kind of the thing. But they weren't open on a Saturday, so he had to stay in this mental hospital until Monday. <laughs> and his parents had to get uh, his parents had to get uh, a hotel room and stay in Platteville to pick him I up. Mean, on, I mean, it's Monday. not a bad deal for th- less than thirty dollars. Right, you're getting thirteen <laughs> Long Island iced teas and you a place to stay for the night. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, maybe yeah. some maybe some treatment. Yeah, you might meet some good friends. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Maybe learn some things emotionally. Some friends for life. Is that the same bar that has that twelve to nine happy hour you talked about in the story? No, that's Duke's. So Duke's is in Milwaukee on like okay. Water Street, which is like a pretty famous yeah, yeah, like Water college Street, Cream Street. City, sure. Yeah, and then so there they were. It's dollar beers and dollar mixed drinks and dollar shots as long as you don't mix them. Um, and this from, is like still almost today's prices too. It still is. Like they haven't yeah, changed you're not it. Even it's about still old there. Stories like it's it's a, like I was just there recently doing shows and when I've just become. Uh, Stopped drinking recently, and it, it caught. That was one of the. It was one of the only places that cost me more money not to drink yeah. than it did to drink. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like like oh, you want a club soda? That's four bucks, and sit over there, bitch. You know, we yeah, got. Like, we I got could to... have four shots. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, it, like alcohol is half the price of non-alcoholic drinks out there. It, it, it's just cr- it's crazy. Like like I know Chicago drinks a lot, and obviously the Midwest and drinks yeah. a lot just in general, but. I mean, to the extent of drinking, to me, like it, Wisconsin is just like unlike any other state. Wisconsin's it, number one, undisputed. Yeah, because like I, like I, I thought you just drank until you blacked out. Like I thought that's how the <laughs> night stops. Like you mm-hmm. just, yeah. Like when I moved down here and people are like, oh, I gotta slow down. I think I'm getting a little too drunk. And I was like, Well, you, n- no, you just what? <laughs> like I didn't. <laughs> the concept of that didn't make any sense to me. And that's why you drink Wisconsinably. That's yeah, that's their, right. Yes. Uh, that's their slogan. Yeah, yeah. It's an unofficial that, drinking... slogan I saw at the airport. Drink yeah. Wisconsinably, which neither of those two words scream responsible at all. Oh. No, no, no. They're, they're, they that that company sells a pint glass that says this is a Wisconsin shot, <laughs> and then you drink it. And they se- and what's insane is they sell that. They sell like okay, I'll drink in your state since what is it, eighteen sixty eight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which just so happened rhymed. Like they sell that as a bumper sticker for your car, which is just. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that, like I've noticed about like uh, a lot of people's Wisconsin stories is they end up getting so drunk, like they either wake up in the wrong places. Sometimes yeah. they don't even know they're in Wisconsin. Like they forget their vi- like Tommy McNamara has a great story about how he gets in a cab and takes it back to Chicago, his home in Chicago, Mm -hmm. because he's so drunk he doesn't know. Uh, That's happened to you as well, too, like where you're trying to organize plans and you don't know what city you're in. Yeah, so, I mean, that was kind of a normal for me was, like, you get drunk, you black out, you kind of meet friends, and then you kind of wake up on a couch, and then you, like, are facing the back of the couch, and you're like, I don't know this couch. I don't know. (laughs) So it's that whole, like, what am I going to turn in? What's the world I'm going to go turn into? And then it was instantly finding out how to get home, because this is before Uber. But, yeah, when I first moved, when I was thinking about moving to Chicago, I had a friend's uh, whose brother lived down here, and we went down, and, I mean, it was just, like, we got... I mean, this is one of the drunkest I've ever been, and uh, I blacked out, right, like kind of uh, like Swiss cheesed out, and I came to, and I was at this bar, and I was like staring at this tree, and I'm like, oh, I'm at 
uh, Paul's Club, which is kind of a famous bar in Madison, where there was this, they had a tree. They grew a tree in the middle of the bar, and it kind of like grew up, and kind of the whole ceiling is the tree. And so I'm like, oh, I'm at Paul's Club. Oh, my friends, I'm in, obviously I'm in Madison. I'll call my Madison friends. And uh, I'm in Chicago, by the way. I'm staring, I'm staring at a tree, but I'm, <laughs> at, I'm, at a, I'm at a patio at Justin's, which, is on, which was on Southport. Yeah. And I like, and my friend's like watching me. And like, you know, when you're like, you're adamant, when you're that drunk, like this is exactly what's happening. And friends are like, that's not what happened. You're like, what the fuck do you know? Like, I know. <laughs> And so he's like, you're not, you're not, we're not at Paul. So I'm like, why the fuck would there be a tree here if we're not at Paul? Mm-hmm. So then I called my friends. Those friends came in to Paul's and called me and my friend saw me being like, what do you mean? I'm here. I'm, I'm in the bar. And then I was like, I'll raise my hand. I raised my hand. I'm like, I'm the only one. There's not a lot of people here. Like I raised my hand and like, and then I found out later that night, like I, later that day, my friends like texted me and was just like, what happened to you? Like you weren't at the bar and I had to like stick with my lie, you know? Uh, you suck with like, it. Yeah. yeah, you got you to gotta stand to that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. How do we not meet up? I just, it is what it is. But that's the <laughs> night. Although that, that, would make a, that would make a great moment where they're out. All right, fellas, I'm going to level with you. Yeah. I've, <laughs> that. I've, been call, I've been texting from about 400 miles away. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I do not I have a problem. Yeah, this is I an issue. Yeah. But I don't think tonight's going to happen. Well, this is well. The problem is that this is the same friend, and I don't think you know the story. This is the same friend that when I visited him in Madison, we all went out and we came home. And I was staying in his basement, and then he thought I was too drunk to like get down the stairs. He's like, "Jonah, do you need help?" And I'm like, "No, I'm fine." Oh, look at me! I'm so drunk. Look at me! And I pretended to like kind of fall, and I grabbed the railing and I ripped the railing out of the wall, and I <laughs> rolled down. I rolled down the stairs, and I was I like, "I'm not drunk." Lo- I promise. I, I love. When drunk people try to prove they're sober <laughs> right. with physical feats. Yeah, <laughs> like I see it. I don't see it as often as I used to because I go to older bars now, yeah, but it right. is by far my favorite oh, thing yeah. to see. I've I've seen one of my best friends tried to jump over a bonfire and make it <laughs> <laughs> to, to prove he could drive home. And I saw a guy at John Barley Chords is my one of my favorite Chicago. I just heard him go, Yeah. You're not going to say I'm, I'm – you're going to believe I'm okay to drive when I pick up this chair with my teeth. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, John Lane, like, dude, yeah. there's, like, there's weird, like, 1950s feats of strength on TV, those black and white. <laughs> yeah. like, weird, like, pulling things. Well, yeah, and, ba- yeah, yeah balance. But he had, like, the – Two ballerinas are on a chair, and I'll, I'll keep them uh, <laughs> like a balance he, scale. He had, like, the little leather thing you put in your mouth with the hooks on it. Where exactly. Yeah. That, where like, how often do you do this? Yeah. <laughs> But that, you, is that your? Please tell me that's your same friend that went to the liquor store, also forgetting where you're at, and uh, had that confusion about multiple transactions. Do you, uh, do you remember what did, I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, this is a different friend. And CJ, I don't think you know this story. Where uh, I had a friend that uh, I think it was. I forget. It was some drinking day. I'm you know obviously everything every day is a drinking day and. He goes to his local liquor store and he buys a case of beer and it's like he's day drinking so he needs more beer. He puts it on the he puts it on the counter and then he puts the twenty dollars uh, down and then like kind of looks for something else and then like kind of comes back and the case is gone and his twenty dollars is gone and he looks at the guy and he's drunk so he's trying to figure figure this out right. and he's just like uh, hey, where's my case of beer? Mm-hmm. And the guy goes you never brought in you didn't. You you don't you didn't have a case and he's like well where's my twenty dollars he goes you never gave me any money oh, and this turns into a huge fight and the guy is like you have to leave you're too drunk to be here and he's like well I, either I leave with my case or I leave with my money or we call the cops and the guy was like all right fine we'll call the cops they mm. call the cops <laughs> and and they and then they I, they I, I also put, love when drunks threaten to call the cops yeah, get the cops yeah, involved like, we'll to figure an, this one out to an establishment where cops come pretty much on a daily yeah. basis yeah. <laughs> This is this is the same guy who did call the cops uh, when he came home after a day of drinking and he was missing a case of beer, a uh, hundred dollars, and a half a bottle of uh, whiskey. Mm-hmm. And he said that somebody broke in and stole everything, and then they broke it. <laughs> they broke everything. I'm being like, okay, so you've been drinking all day, yeah. like and like so. Um, but, Off- so officer, at 11 p.m., it was there. I woke yeah. up this morning and it was gone. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's the same guy who thought it was funny to like jump into a, a cab and stole a cab for like whatever. <laughs> it's just a night. You know, you meet those nightmares. Um, yeah, and absolutely. So the cops come. This is the other story. Oh, so the you call the cops. All right. Yeah, they, call, did, they do call the cops. Uh, they put my friend <laughs> to the side and they're like, all right, we're going to look at the tapes. We're going to see if it was there. And then the cops come back and they go, hey, we have one question to ask you. Like, do you know what time it is? And my friend is like, three in the afternoon. I know it's whatever. And then they're like, it is 7 p.m. You were here. 
like <sighs> a while ago and you bought that case of beer. So they found out that he like they basically he blacked out when he was buying the case oh my and then God. went home and drank it and came back to buy more. There was a shift change. There's a shift change. <laughs> and new, yeah. I knew yeah. I buy the, buy the counter. And that's kind of when he he kind of came that to. That is amazing. More time yeah. traveling. That but that hilarious. but the story yeah. about the story about when I uh when I thought I was in Madison when I was in Chicago, that's the night where so in Milwaukee, everything's kind of walking distance. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, and this is before Uber. So then in Cream Milwaukee, City. it's just like, you know what? I'll just walk a certain way. I know the, the, the lake's this way. I'll walk that way. I'll figure it out. And this is one of those moments where, like, my friend and I were like, I, we got to get the fuck out of here. I'm too drunk. And we start walking. And then we're in Chicago. We've never been in Chicago before. He has a few times. And then, you know, I'm like kind of coming to, and I'm like, all right, do you know where we're going? And he goes, no, I was following your lead. And I was like, I don't, I've never been here. We're going to your brother's place. Yeah, we're going to your brother's place. And he's just like, oh, well, we're going to be in trouble for a little bit. And then eventually, like, you know, we're so, (laughs) we're like, you know, we're from Wisconsin. So we're like scared because we're in the big city. And and we finally find eventually his, his brother's building. And there's probably like six or seven units or eight units in this place. And uh, his brother's not answering his phone. We're like like knocking on the the his window because uh, it's on the first floor. Nothing's happening. Um, we somehow get into the building, and uh, we are like just like I mean I mean like almost breaking his door down. And then we uh, we like just are like all right, we're just sleeping on the stairs like like a like a puppy dog outside the door. <laughs> and this guy comes home and he's like, "Hey, are you guys okay?" And then we're like, "Yeah, sorry." Uh, like we kind of tell the story and like. His older brother's not picking up. We don't know what to do. We don't have keys. Like, we have nowhere to go. Like, our phone's about ready to die. And he's like, you know what? Come upstairs with me. And oh. I got a place for you to stay. You're good to go. We go up. He has this kind of, like, little lofted uh, bedroom. He, like, with two beds, surprisingly enough. And he's just, like, kind of, he's like, you guys are fine. Like, just don't be loud. My girlfriend's coming home. Um, and <laughs> oh, man. He's like, yeah. And he's like, just, just you know, you're, you're, you're okay. Uh, right. And then he goes, you guys need a beer or anything? And then we're like, yeah, sure, I'll take a beer. Oh, and then he like yeah, gives us a beer. We have a beer together. His girlfriend comes home and he comes down and she goes, you're still drinking? <laughs> and then he, he, go, he goes, he goes, yeah, okay. So, and he kind of like tells the story, like there's these two guys, whatever. And she goes, these two fucking random guys? You don't know the fuck? <laughs> and then she, she goes, this is your fucking problem is that you're always too nice to everybody. People take advantage of you and this is how you're going to get fucking shot and I don't, I'm not comfortable with these people there whatever. And he's like, they're staying here. I don't know what you want to say. And then they end up breaking up. They're staying here. Over this. <laughs> there was and ultimatums like, made. And you know what? Yeah. I know these two guys are a lot cooler. Yeah, he's like, I'm sticking with been these for guys. the last six years. Yeah. I wanted her to be like, what's their names? And then he was like, I don't know. Where are they from? <laughs> no fucking clue. So and she then, walked, she stormed out. She stormed out. And then he went up. Packed he her went bags. Up, packed, like, I mean, I, I don't think she lived there, but like, right. she basically broke up. He went upstairs and he was like, he's like, fucking girls, right? And then we just like, finished. <laughs> <laughs> we just like finished. <laughs> our beer yeah and then we like woke up the next day like went downstairs brother opened the door and was just like you want some breakfast like they even asked us are we okay he was like yeah you want some breakfast like this is just <laughs> us normal you've come Wisconsin from a different f- section of the building no no questions yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not are you okay not sorry about last night just like you want some bacon I'm like right yeah that's yeah. a sign oh my that's gosh. a sign of a problem if you if you could not pick up on that signal is that she might not be happy with this with me bringing right. two yeah. random strangers really. back to drink it like can you believe she reacted like that yeah never talked to that guy again never knew his name i couldn't even i I, it could be one of you guys i never we gotta find him man we should get him in the blackout diary that's a good probably got some good stories that's a good subgenre i think all of us have been involved in as drunks we've been relationship breakers by just our presence oh now you got now you're bringing this guy home with you oh great i'm not even picking up it's just cj for fuck's sakes last thing we need yeah yeah like that's like the things are never going to change because uh, you're still friends that, or you know this guy or <laughs> the only uh the only time that uh i've ever been close to being a victim of a uh, domestic uh uh abuse is when uh pat Bryce's wake um just hear somebody about to come in the the apartment behind me it's crocious who mm-hmm. <laughs> i've said could sleep on her couch she just throws a shoe at me she goes i'm eight months pregnant you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. He took okay, okay, fine. I'll be we had a trade. Else. We did a trade uh, for Carrie Ann. That's we had right. A trade I, for I, CJ's I traded my sister, sister for Adam Crocious. I let my <laughs> sister sleep with them. <laughs> I at the Flannery household. Fine, we'll take them in. But you owe us. 
<laughs> you, owe, got, you, owe, you owe us a pickup to the funeral then. Yes. <laughs> I, got, I got really drunk with Joe, a uh, comedian in New York now, Joe McMahon. And, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, my girlfriend was a nurse and she had to get up at like, you know, eight in the morning, whatever. And she's already getting frustrated with dating a comedian. And then we're like outside my apartment. And I'm like, all right, Joe, I'll see you later. He goes, well, can I come up for a drink? And I was like, no, nah, it's probably a bad idea. And then all he has, and then all he did was like, "You sure?" And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, "It was winter, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, come on, yeah, let's just be quiet." Right. We walk up, and instantly open the door. Quiet. She hears Joe, and she goes, "Are you fucking quiet. serious? <laughs> Why do you think this is okay?" And I'm like, "It's just one drink." She goes, "You're not having it." And I go, "Okay." And then so then Joe and I go to my patio, and we have a drink in the a blizzard, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I don't want to. Yeah, you gotta be polite. Are you gotta be. I love. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. <laughs> just the presence. The you know, you know what I just went through, and yeah. how important <laughs> these next four, only four what? hours of sleep that I get are. I have people's <laughs> lives that are in danger. Like right. if I'm, if I'm too tired, I'm and I'm like, yeah, but like we just, we had a rough set. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank you, Joe Jerkins. Hilarious comedian, Joe Jerkins, and producer of the Blackout Diaries, a show that's on every Friday night in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge. Um, but you also have uh, plenty of other things going on. You have your own podcast too, right? I do. It's uh, it's called uh, Petals and Pricks. Uh, it's a <laughs> it's a Bachelor Bachelorette podcast, which is always Bachelor and Bachelorette podcast. Yeah, nice. you, you seem embarrassed to say that. I say that proudly because I usually, you know, what's funny is is if when you first start a podcast, you're like, oh, that, use those my credits, like when you introduce me, mm-hmm. and then they would do that, and you could hear people just go go ugh, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know what it is about that yeah, show. But is it, aren't those like one of those shows where nobody wants to admit they like it, yeah. but it's always yeah, like number eight in the ratings? Oh, forty you know? five million a week. Like if they put up like fucking yeah. Super Bowl numbers every. Yeah week it's a guilty pleasure okay well if half yeah. the country's watching it you also co-produce uh one of chicago's best stand-up shows on wednesdays right yeah on wednesday nights uh we have comedians you should know which is uh on eight o'clock at timothy o'toole's we also have sh- uh shows in new york wednesdays and saturdays at nice. the gutter uh, okay. in brooklyn uh which is uh one of the best shows in new york and one of the best shows here in chicago for sure i'm gonna be nice well there. thanks for joining us jonah thanks for we'll having have me you back Good real soon you guys again thank you Yes, drink responsibly. Jonah Jerkins, everybody. <laughs> and we'll be back. Another chapter in the Blackout Diary. And we're back at the Blackout Diaries. I'm Sean Flannery with CJ Sullivan. That was Jonah Jerkins, who was previously with us. And today we are talking about the great state of Wisconsin. Mm, mm-hmm. They're crazy up there, CJ. I mean, they're just straight up like you, you don't. You and I are comedians, and yeah. I don't think people who have never been to Wisconsin, and it doesn't matter what city you go to. Like, I recently read a report, and it was on the twenty hardest binge drinking cities mm-hmm. in America. Jonah talks about this a lot on stage. Yeah, twenty hardest binge drinking cities in America. Sixteen were in Wisconsin. Sixteen <laughs> out of twenty in Wisconsin. <laughs> It's almost like unfair. It's like, right. it's like when you read about like baseball prospects and like 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 uh, the best baseball prospects in America, and yeah. like they're all in Florida, you know, <laughs> just because like, you know, like now what? Now why I is mean, that? They like to because every answer they throw out is just not justified. Like like it's, it's why it's, is it so high? It, it's what I love about Wisconsin is like all like the public health officials are just mm-hmm. totally bewildered. Right? They're like, they're, you know, people say it's our German heritage, but we're nine generations away from that. <laughs> and it's like not even a fraction of, of like yeah. Germany's not even a fraction of drinking yeah, what exactly. Wisconsin does. And it's does. not like we're out here eating, you know, Wiener schnitzels. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. We, like we have no German like yeah. fidelity whatsoever. They just throw something against the wall. Like it's cold. Like, yeah, it's cold in a lot of those Midwest <laughs> yeah, cities. Exactly. I mean, Minneapolis is right next to you. They're pretty damn cold themselves. <laughs> you <Or> know, Canada. <laughs> you drink less in Canada. <laughs> I think it's personally that um, they they do drink more than anyone for sure. They're also not. A, they don't. They don't have any shame in it. So. When you get those poll questions yes. and like surveys, they answer them honestly. And they're yeah, such a nice exactly. people, you know. And they, um, like, you know, yeah, normally it's like when you go to your dentist and it's like, how often do you floss? Right. You know, every day. Exactly. Every day. You just, you know, you don't want to deal with that guilt. But Wisconsin, like, you know, how often do you uh, have more than five beers in a sitting? Every single time. Yeah, every time. <laughs> Better answer honestly. This is going to the Census Bureau of uh, State Shaming. You can't give them a lie. 
six to eight drinks, or two, they don't have my answer in there. So what's it was it nine till the shed is empty, basically? <laughs> is what do we drink? So I think they answer all those things honestly and send them back. So it's can't believe in their and they're proud. I mean, obviously they're proud of it. It's just part of their culture. It is part of their culture, and it's amazing. Like you know, the city was built on beer. It, mm-hmm. it, it's still that way. You were uh, you had recently read uh, something about how it's it's almost like a quasi European city. And that's how they ratios. just yeah. That's how they justify because they have like a bar to grocery store ratio, I think, or liquor store to grocery store ratio. It's three to one. It's it's the highest yeah. <laughs> highest bar to grocery <laughs> right. store ratio in America and by trying, far. Yeah, and they're like we're like France in that way, you know, where we have to need put in a nice corner store. Like, no, you're not. You're nothing like France. <laughs> The resident, I think it was Barter, was it one to nine? Was it resident of bar or something like that? Or 42? Well, it's still, uh, when it was incorporated, it was like about that high. When it was first incorporated, it was like 10 to one. 10 to one. (laughs) Think about that. Like 10 bars to one person, which I think was just because like you had probably already been banned from four. Mm Mm-hmm. So even though we didn't have a lot of people, we needed a lot of bars, you know. Right. But it's like, yeah, in 1840, I think uh, it's amazing. It's still to this day has New Orleans kind of beats it by, I think, a third of a person. Mm -hmm. But it's still got the highest ratio of bars to people. That's funny. They say you, you, they know you're going to need multiple bars because if you're going to be 86 from some. Yeah, their whole entire alcohol consumption is 30% more than the rest of the United States and any other state. Amazing. That is just fantastic work. Well, fantastic work. Yeah, there's a lot of, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it costs their healthcare system a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of public safety officials want to change this about Wisconsin. Yep. They're uh, known as killjoys within the actual <laughs> state. Um <laughs> But they do bring up uh, a lot of good points, and one of one of the reasons they believe that Wisconsin drinks so much is it has the third lowest alcohol taxes in the country, and the other two uh, states, I think, are Wyoming and Montana, which don't right. have a big population, and certainly don't have like the alcoholic population that Wisconsin has. But um, uh, they recently, uh, the Alcohol Policy Advocacy of Wisconsin recently released a study where the uh the liquor tax is so low in Wisconsin yeah that the money it generates is 160th the dollar figure of hospital bills from all the people who have injured themselves <laughs> drunk so alcohol causes 60 times more damage just in ER injuries, yeah, and spending money, and money spent, money. So tax. that's not even that's not even including right. like liver failure, uh, you know, heart <laughs> disease, diabetes. That's just like you know, I thought I could jump from balcony A to balcony B yeah. injuries. <laughs> and they and like they and like you said, they they do not raise tax. When was the last time they've raised taxes? Oh, that's for the best part. Yeah, thank you. So they haven't raised <laughs> taxes since 1967. Mm-hmm. So every time. What are these public advocates? They all have the same speech. They go, yeah. we haven't raised taxes right. since man walked on the moon. <laughs> since Neil Armstrong. Yeah, because always comes up with elections. That's how you lose elections. You say you're going to raise alcohol taxes. Yeah, you're going to raise beer that. taxes. <laughs> That's it's one of those things. It's like because that, that mayor in 1974 didn't do it. Mm. Because he wanted to get reelected, like right. he pretty made, pretty much made, he or she made it impossible after that. Because you think, like, no mayor's gonna be like, okay, so, like, like talking to all these doctors, like I see it just like, like a, like a, a savvy mayor at the end of this long table with all these people in white lab coats. It's <laughs> like, you want me to be the first mayor, the, or the first governor, right, in sixty years to raise the cost of beer, and you think I'll win? <laughs> We are. I mean, we got to do something. We've the, the, six point eight billion dollars lost in injured workers alone. Just workers alone. We got to do something about this. I don't know. Those guys, they have a good work ethic. I bet you they show up at at work the next day. Because I, I always love that. Yeah. Like, I used to have a factory job. And just how many people would show up with a cast on Monday? <laughs> like, it's kind of hilarious, you know? Like, I would imagine if you're in Wisconsin, like, that happens all the time. Right. 
That is one of the, the, the so raising taxes is also is something that always comes up though because they because some people like as you said the killjoys up there want to curb you know the shrinking just because of all the money problems it's causing the death problems a lot of overall deaths not just from DUIs but also just from I think like, I think like I think it was like twelve times the normal elderly rate died just from falling down drunk. Than, than any like just normal illness or natural causes, just a lot of fall down deaths, you know. <laughs> thought <laughs> thought I had one more step, didn't. Right. You know, <laughs> right. So they bring up taxes. All right, that gets shut down immediately. Now, no yep. one's ever raising taxes. They go, "Can you meet us halfway? Can you do something?" Like, okay, how about they? And they always give up. They always give reasons. Like, let's say you're you're hosting an event. You don't have to supply. All the alcohol, uh, you know, but if you do at least provide fewer, you don't have to stock it like it's <laughs> like it's your son's it's, wedding, yeah. your daughter's <laughs> wedding every time, you know. It's a first communion party. <laughs> you don't need to have hard liquor there. Right. Like, yeah, like they're just pleading. <laughs> no, no, they say they at least raise the price of alcohol because that'll hopefully reduce the youth from binge drinking and heavy drinking. And I said, and I, I said that during the interview. It was like, it's the only place where I go to where not drinking costs me more than to actually oh, yeah. to actually drink. Like, like non-alcoholic drinks are actually more uh, expensive. Yeah, I, w- I wonder what would happen if I went to a Milwaukee beer and and ordered a non-alcoholic. Like, I don't think I'd be shamed or anything, but no. I think the guy would be like, Paul. I got to remember where we keep those. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they, it would just be like an ordeal, you know? It definitely would be an ordeal. And he would, um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's not saying, it's not saying you're wasting a seat, but you know. <laughs> I like this one too. Banning alcohol advertising from municipal property. <laughs> sure. You know what? Go ahead and do that. <laughs> right. If, if you think that's part of the problem, I mean, your fucking baseball team is named the Brewers. <laughs> Go ahead and do that, you know? <laughs> that's, that was, a, that was their one, uh, Right, compromise. Bernie Brewer, who was their mascot, he used to slide down to a mug of beer yeah. after home runs. After home runs. <laughs> Come on, We're just, this whole stadium, there's zero public transportation there, if you've ever been there. Yeah. This whole stadium is about to send 40,000 drunk drivers out onto the roads. <laughs> I know. It's and, incredible. And like, this mascot is bathing himself in beer suds. The Brewer games up there, I mean, they're like football games. It's it's insane the way they tailgate. You and I mm-hmm. went to uh, our buddy Mark Vanna's bachelor party. Right. And we went to a White Sox Brewers game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it is like that. And there was this huge bachelorette group next to yeah. us. And I have never seen anything like this in all my years of drinking. A Milwaukee cop let the bride, the future bride, get on his motorcycle <laughs> and turn it on. I know. I think he might put the and, helmet on. Got yeah, the motorcycle. Like, this woman could fucking kill. Like, like if she like accidentally hits the wrong button, right. like, the cop's just laughing his ass yeah, off. Yeah, and she's like, like peeling off doing ten minutes. <laughs> he did say like in in his defense, the Wisconsin women are a little more of your down to earth, and they're not like you know. <laughs> she might work at the Harley plant. Right. <laughs> That's her world. I, headqu- I think her world headquarters is actually. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it absolutely yeah. is. Um. It's funny, and it's funny. Like we we we've been talking about DUIs. We've been talking about like uh, you know uh, family matters and mm-hmm. trying to like they want people to denormalize alcohol, right? At family gatherings, like well, you, that's a tough road to hoe in Wisconsin because it also happens to be the only state in America, yes, where you can drink underage at a restaurant or a bar if your parent is seated with you and deems it okay. And these and these this falls under the category for Wisconsin. Of, these laws can't be real. Yeah, we this cannot, is our new segment. This, this cannot be real. This cannot be real. We cannot believe Wisconsin is underneath this. Like time machines are real, and this is it for, with Wisconsin. It is still not universally twenty-one. The age, the drinking age of Wisconsin. You can be under twenty-one and legally drink if you're with a family. Imagine just sitting down with your family. You know, I have three kids. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my wife, I sit down and I'll be like, uh, you know, yeah, uh, we'll have uh, some calamari as an appetizer and uh, five Jagerbombs. <laughs> and you can legally do it at a restaurant <laughs> and order it and order it for your family. <laughs> I love the idea of, like, my family getting rowdy and them cutting them off. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm in charge of my family. Yeah. Okay. And your kid's suing you for over-serving them. Yeah, I thought it was inappropriate. 
that they said the Wi-Fi here sucks too. <laughs> I'm in charge, not you. Get him another Jaeger bat. I mean, that's amazing how you would be more legally responsible than they, they want to separate establishment from family. You, what's, Fuddruckers is going to tell me there, how to this is, how to raise my son? No. <laughs> this is uh, we learned uh, a couple facts. Uh, about Wisconsin, this shocked me. Uh, CJ, I, mm-hmm. I want to give you another one where uh, th- this cannot be real. Okay. I, I, I just learned this. Wisconsin is also the only state in America where your first DUI fence legally cannot have jail time. It's Ooh. just a ticket. <laughs> it's just a t- It's just a citation. As if you parked in a no <laughs> a loading zone. <laughs> now, there is an exemption if you... Get in a crash, of course. Sure, right. But if you're just pulled over, if, like, and, and it's if you're like, if that's it's what good old saying. fashioned like, hey, mom and pa meat and potatoes, yeah. DWI, OWI, it's called up there. You know, you go 0.15. I, I love that. that it's a like, traffic listen. violation. <laughs> I also love how like the exception is like, if you if if we crash, of course we deserve that punishment. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. you know what? If, if if you just caught us out in the wild. <laughs> Like fish just, or right. something like that, you know? Absolutely. Then, uh, that's just a ticket. So you're you're going to get your first one. Listen, that's going to happen. That's like a geometry class. That's a given, all right? Yeah, that's you're, how they – like when you talk to Wisconsinites, they talk about your first DUI like it's inevitable, like it's a part of like, – like it's buying your first business suit. It's yeah. just money you got to set aside. It's going to happen. <laughs> right. It's just – there's some robbing money. They're just saying, look at this. I'm looking at some of the penalties now. A penalty for a first offense, a fine ranging from $150 to $300. I got a worst parking ticket the, the other day here in L.A. I had library fines. I lost, I lost a Robert Johnson Blues collection at the Chicago Library, and they fucked me more than Wisconsin would on a DUI. $150. Oh, my God. And you walk home with your license. It's that right. You still have your license. They they don't use the word actual physical control, which is funny. They say, but you know, if it, they say you are behind the driver's seat. You didn't lose physical control. <laughs> but you probably should not have been operating a motor vehicle. Like they, they, they just don't want to, they, they bend over backwards not to offend their own drunks, which is pretty incredible. That is, I mean, Wisconsin, this is what I'm going to say to Wisconsin. This is my, uh, and, and uh, yeah. Milwaukee, uh, which is my, as I said, New Orleans done right. Cream City. Yep. What you guys do need to do is you guys either need to invest in public transportation. Or get like these self-driving cars online ASAP. Yeah, the first thing is not going to happen. It's definitely going to be self-driving cars because that's yeah. just America. We don't do. We we decided a long time ago we don't do trains. We're not Europe. Well, we're not doing. But, well, that. but that's a big mistake, you know, right? Because trains are the the way to uh, to travel. Yeah, absolutely. It's opinion. an amazing. Your way dad to used to always say. Your dad used to say trains are the best best kept secret in America. A lot of best kept secret in America. We would drive to the train station, the speed line, go from uh, Jersey over to Philly. Yeah, and uh, a lot of best kept secrets. It sure is. Real quick before I get to a train, I do have a train story of uh, Wisconsin. But yeah, real quick, and at the age of twenty one, I, f- I also forgot about Wisconsin. It was a fun thing. They were one of the last states to push the legal drinking age of twenty one. I think it was nineteen eighty six. Oh yeah, no, that's in, that's hundred percent right. I I, I know this. So I, I actually researched this for my book. Okay, so they weren't going to do it. Like, right. The government was like, by the way, uh, and this is when MAD was becoming big in the eighties, mm-hmm. and um, the government was like, this will save all of your states tens of thousands of lives a year <laughs> by raising the drinking age, and yeah. every state. But Wisconsin and Louisiana right. agreed. And they're like, okay, all right. Well, didn't anticipate that. We thought we'd have a federal law. I guess we're not going to have a federal law. All right. You know, fair enough. Um, and then what they ended up doing is the federal government said, all right, you know, we're going to play hardball with you motherfuckers. If you guys don't raise it to 21, you lose all federal funding for highways. <laughs> and... uh they thought about it. Yeah, for, that's for it. A long it's all right. Time. Okay, nice move, government. But right. uh, we're we're gonna think they on this like, one. Well, let's really look at these roads and see. Uh, that's when they should have invested in trains. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, we, we don't need you. We're right. going all trains. <laughs> so we're they have, keep it at eighteen. 
Oh man, that's hilarious! I love, yeah, I love actually long. debating that. Hmm, all right, no paving highway. How long do you think we can last with these things? Until <laughs> what is the future of self drive of flying cars? <laughs> yeah, so trains, trains. If you trains, I mean, I love taking a nice uh, like an Amtrak too. I'm not even talking about like a speed line or an L train or something like. That. I'm talking about all of them. I love every train, and Amtraks are even the best. Yeah, you, you know? can stretch out really, yeah. and and they are so happy for your business. And that Chicago, <laughs> and that, I mean, they are that Chicago to Milwaukee one is just it's it's amazing. It's like 90 minutes, whatever it is. But and they they are they're just happy for your business. They don't care. You can first of all, you can bring whatever cargo you want on there. I mean, you could have. And you can have drugs, dead bodies, whatever. Just I, bring it I, in. They don't check. They don't ask questions. Real quickly, I, I worked at a company one time where our new CIO wanted to give a speech. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like a big visual guy. I didn't know this at the time. And the meeting kept getting canceled. Yeah. And the reason was is because he had this big African spear that he was going to use like as an analogy. <laughs> like Obviously, <laughs> the L and Metra in Chicago wouldn't let him on with right. like a fucking seven foot so he took an amtrak into chicago <laughs> and we finally had the meeting but he's like yeah amtrak didn't care you know? so he's walking right. on with like an alan quartermain spear that's you know? hilarious yeah they do not care at all i mean they, yeah, whatever they come on the trains they don't check your tickets till you're halfway through like i was like an mm-hmm. hour an yeah, hour that's... into it you know? Yeah, some old guy with l- right. like a punch hole comes up. Comes with a clicker. And this is before, this is a while ago. This story I'm telling, um, before it was just you just show your phone to it, you know, you had to have the actual ticket or whatever. Yeah. And now everything's just an email. So, but he comes to me, you know, we've been drinking. Our whole cart was drinking. It was middle of the winter, so it was snowing, you know. <laughs> and our whole cart, we were strangers, but we were having fun. We were playing games. Sure. We, were, like, do- we were doing like bowling games down the aisles and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> Just weird things. Look at tennis ball. Then he comes in like an hour into it. You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't know where my ticket is at that point. It was on my, I lose things on my body. You know, five minutes into it, like boarding passes and whatnot. Oh yeah. I just handed him a, a receipt, like to like to like like a receipt. Subway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the Chipotle or something like that. He's like, this isn't a ticket. I'm like, yeah, I know. Uh, what are you gonna do? You know, he's like, I don't. Well, I don't know. We, you know, we. We are on a moving train. Yeah, we don't, there's nothing I can do. It doesn't go backwards. Uh, we can't. <laughs> we can't throw you off. That'd be uh, frowned upon. Give you a certificate for another train ride. Thanks for coming here. But uh, so it, anyway, so we're back an hour into it. I, I, <laughs> he's checking the train. We're literally just like. Uh, Having a ball on this uh, train. A lot of people were drinking on it. You know, people, were, yeah. people, people packing like thirty packs as like uh, like a carry on, like in the overhead. I, I I've done the Chicago to Milwaukee run. Mm-hmm. That's a fun. It's run. a fun run. It's an absolute fun yeah. midnight run. So they want to say. <laughs> and, and then eventually the train um, it stopped, and it was it's always weird when a train stops and it's not at a train stop. You know, and it's obviously not a scheduled not stop. a scheduled stop. Yeah. And uh, we hear an announcement like, yeah, sorry, okay, we have a little delay. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And uh, people are just kind of mumbling, okay. And he goes, there's, uh, there's something up on the tracks. We think there's a cow up on the tracks. The guy says this. Yeah. <laughs> the conductor says this over the speaker system. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, okay. Uh, we're just kind of looking around like, uh, well, have you thought about plowing through the, uh... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Personally, I think if it's on the tracks, it wants to yeah. be hit. I mean, it, it knows this is a road built for us. There's not supposed to be traffic on this thing, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll survive it. So <laughs> we started, like, talking to each other. Like, I think, like, come on, how long? Because it started being, like, 20 minutes. Like, how long are we going to wait for this thing to move? And I, I tell you, what, I'll, I'll, go up, I'll go up there and see what, what the deal is. <laughs> this is where train travel very much differs from air much travel. different from air travel even the thought of a delay on an airplane you're like okay i trust you whatever better better down here than up there you know <laughs> here we're like listen this road is meant for us i paid eight i could drive this yeah. thing if I, if i had to overtake the conductor absolutely i could drive this thing what, what, you're talking to the rest of the passengers <laughs> are you guys with me like a mutiny like an old-fashioned mutiny like i think i could drive right. it. like it's yeah how, what's the move it's just forward, pushing the thing you know, forward right? i seen those coarse light yeah. ads where they go right through so, mountains wait, wait. these things but yeah. like so we went up there. Yeah, you get cocky on a Absolutely. train. Absolutely. Uh, like, a lot of lip you're willing to give back on a, a train. A little drunk. So we got up there. 
<laughs> basically said, what's going on? I didn't. I wasn't going to commandeer and take it over and take his hat off his head, but like, but you wanted to have a conversation. Yeah, we'll converse. See what the see what our options are. <laughs> my option was to go back to my seat. Apparently, but. <laughs> We're saying, I mean, come on. I think I, I even used the phrase, we are a skyscraper on wheels. We're going to win this battle. All right. If someone is on that track, it wants to be there. Let's just go through this fucking cow. We all paid $8 for this ticket. We're not going to, we're not going to wait another half an I'm hour. I'm not letting a cow ruin my night. <laughs> no. A suicidal cow is not going to ruin my night. Exactly. So I would be, I, I would have been right with you. I would have been livid that the train is going slow enough that it can even see what's in front of it. Like I always, like I always thought that the train would be going fast right. enough that it would just run over cows like yeah, flies. Yeah, that's what on I windshield. mean. Why are we stopping for this? Well, I yeah. guess Wisconsin cows are sacred with the cheese and the so maybe maybe well, CJ, uh, you're going to be in Wisconsin a couple yep. weeks. Uh, you've earned the right, I think, to get back on train. We'll we'll get enough. I will, and I'll train down that. to Chicago right from there. <laughs> I do love that city, though, man. Uh, I hope we have a lot of listeners in Wisconsin. Uh, if you are out there, make sure uh, to like and subscribe to this podcast. Also, check out our live show every Friday at the Lincoln Lodge. Yep. You guys can get down there uh, from Wisconsin, <laughs> uh, 10 p.m. Absolutely. Follow us on uh, Instagram, CJ Sullivan's Taken, and at Sean Flannery. Sean Flannery's new book, of course, Places He Can't Return to. The club I'm at in Milwaukee is The Laughing Tap. It's a great comedy club. Support that as well. Um, it is amazing. Um, that should be it for uh, and everyone. Remember to drink Wisconsinably out there. Drink Wisconsinably, everybody. Whenever you ask yourself, "Should I have another one or should I go home?" Ask if you're drinking Wisconsinably. <laughs> A phrase that we said does <laughs> does not produce does not uh, put to mind responsible or <laughs> either. <laughs> That's what I love right. about it. It's the opposite of listen to Jesus or something like that. You know, it's like listen to your worst. It's basically, yeah, it's basically the fuck it of Wisconsin, but it's too polite to say that because they don't want to curse. All right, thank you for joining us in the Blackout Diaries. Here you go. We'll be back next week. A podcast network.